I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, have a good day today, and let me first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I must know that I'm not a psychiatrist. If you're starting to diagnosed with autism, please see a physician, at least based on my experiences. Also on the right to the Internatural, they are found on danielbooking.com and mediafiresound.com. I also have a to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those have conditions or beliefs want to be pitting, there's nothing to be sorry about. I do as well have a paid for the following. We have to look at Casals Financial Consulting and Incorporated. Pamela Cotman is a financial consultant with Casals Financial Consulting Incorporated. Funding, insurance for life, home protection, strategies, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, medical care, lifelong income, and pension optimization are among the services she helps clients with. She will work with you to ensure that your financial affairs are in order and will check to see if they are. Contact Miss Often at the main office or at CasalsFC at gmail.com. I also have some people I'd like to thank. First, this is more of an announcement than a thank you. But ARR has a holiday special going on where our green, gray, and white limited edition shirts are $10. Be sure to get yours today. Last month, we had our monthly board meeting. Through this meeting, we decided that we had enough money to go to Texas for a speed engagement. More to come on that soon. My 10 Hats is a new blog that I have posted. You should read this insightful blog. The URL is autismrocksandrolls16blogspot.com slash 2023 slash 12my-10-hats.html. I've also done two speed networking events. First, I went back to Alex Hitt's speed networking event. Then I did a new clubhouse room that talked about unmasking autism, which was also the title of the room. I met some new people at both, but saw some old ones at Alex's event. And since the last episode, I have appeared on the Hats We Wear podcast with Beth Yasio Fiano and the Business Banger Spotlight podcast with Lady J. What great podcast, everyone. So today's talk about something that I know is prevalent in the autism world and I've seen it firsthand and even if you're not on the autism spectrum I think every person has faced it at least once in their life and that is bullying I'll just be honest and I hate to be the bearer of bad news but if you're on the autism spectrum you're highly likely going to get bullied or if not bullied you're going to get tested I'm not talking about getting tested for a diagnosis with autism I'm talking about tested by your limits it's in human nature because there are some people out there who are just angry at the world nothing is good enough for them And the only way they get fulfillment is by making someone else's life miserable. Here's the problem. People are paying attention to it. What they're saying is not true. However, I do see why. Because even though your parents say, oh, son, it's not true. It's not true. You're the greatest alive. I love you. He doesn't really matter. Here's my question here. What went on in my brain when I got bullied? How is it not true when you have to deal with them every day? And what they're saying is partially true. If they're saying you're dirt poor and you really are, you can't change the truth. But sometimes the truth hurts, and it needs to hurt, but in this case, the truth shouldn't have to hurt. Plus, this is just a psychological fact, but when you hear something enough, in your brain you start to believe it. So after hearing 20,000 times, you deserve to not be in this school, what do you think he's going to start believing? He doesn't belong in this school. Once you start hearing it 20,000 times, it gets annoying. So maybe him going out of that school is not just because he doesn't feel like he belongs there, but it's a way of escaping to not hear you don't belong in this school. Now the definition of bullying is aiming to hurt or intimidate an individual who is thought to be liable. They see us as prey and they think they're the predator. They're trying to be a snake eating a mouse. But what they don't know is the mouse actually has been lifting weight. So we're mighty mouses when we can easily just stomp on the snake because they're just smaller than what they think. I think this happens in the autism universe because we are easy targets. So when you are born with autism and you don't understand the world, society thinks, oh, this person doesn't understand. Let's put a target on his back. Here you go. Have a nice day. And clearly that's not the way it should be. I don't like it. I'm just as 
aggravated with it as you are, Aspies, but I can't change what society thinks. But this is what I want to tell society at the same time. Why do we need to have that target? We already have Bowser spitting fireballs at our backs because we don't understand parts of the world. Now we have to deal with an extra fireball because we don't understand something. Why are we pouring gas on the fire? But you can do something about that target. Even though it was planted on you, it doesn't have to stay there. You can erase the target. I actually have a perfect story with this. I was watching Darman the other day, and this great story popped up. So it was about two children. One was getting bullied, and the bully was bullying him, and he made his school life, oh boy, a living nightmare for a long time. They flash forward it, showed him where they were today. The bully was not at a good place. He was just trying to survive off of scraps. But the person who was bullied, he was in a suit and tie and was going to work. Well, their paths intercrossed and they remembered each other and the bully, rightfully so, was scared to death that he was going to use his boxing skills on him. But... That wasn't the case. Do you know what the victim did? He actually thanked his bully for getting him to where he is today. Don't get me wrong, he erased it, but he never forgot where that target came from. And if you had to ask me again, Sam, would you go get bullied again so you could get to where you were today and feel happier at the end of the tunnel in a heartbeat? Plus, there's not enough resources for bullying. There are resources. I've done the research. There may be more compared to autism, but there isn't enough. Where I'm from is a small town. Throw down, it's time to tomboy up. Let them tailgates down. Oh, sorry, I got excited. But in the small town I'm from, here's what we have. A park, a church, and a fire station. Do we have a bullying center? No. That's what's very frustrating to me. While we have the resources that are great, I'm not taking anything away from them. They can only do so much. We need others. We need nonprofits. And if you have a nonprofit that helps bullying, I applaud you, but you can only go in your area. I just hope that my small town one day when I wake up puts in a place where I know I can go if I'm getting bullied. Also, there are many types of bullying. According to some general research and my knowledge due to being bullied, some of those are physical bullying. This type of bullying involves pushing, kicking, and spitting, being up, stealing, and property damage. Physical bullying results in damage to a child's body or their belongings. The next one is verbal bullying. Name-calling, ridiculing, cruel taunting, insults, slurs, threatening or dehumanizing someone are examples of this kind of bullying. Third is cyberbullying. This type of bullying includes using text messages, emails, cell phones, and websites to threaten, harass, shame, isolate someone from society, or harm friendships and reputations. Next type of bullying is racial bullying. Bullying of this kind involves calling someone's names that are offensive to people of color, making racist remarks, and treating individuals unfairly due to their race or authenticity, like America did during the Jim Crow laws era. Fifth is religious bullying. This type of bullying includes treating somebody unfairly due to their religious backgrounds or belief, making disparaging remarks about someone's religious backgrounds or beliefs, teasing someone or calling them names based on their religious beliefs, all in an attempt to cause them pain. Next is sexual bullying. This kind of bullying includes mistreating them or making them feel uncomfortable due to their sexual orientation, making jokes or remarks that are sexist, roping or squeezing or pinching someone in an intimate manner, making them uncomfortable and offensive remarks about someone's sexual orientation or behavior, or spreading unsafe rumors about them or their sex. The final type of bullying is why I make this podcast, and that is disability bullying. This bullying includes leaving someone out or treating them badly because of a disability, making someone feel uncomfortable, or making jokes to hurt someone because of a disability. 
Believe it or not, the fact that we have all these types of bullying is an issue for those on the autism spectrum. So as we all know from previous episodes, most people on the spectrum are black and white thinkers. And they just think one thing. So when they think bullying, they think of something. When I think of bullying, I think of getting kicked in the shins at 9 a.m. every morning. Someone else might think, oh, bullying is getting called a derogatory term on Instagram. Now, as someone who has the highest level of autism, I understand that both are bullying. But there are some on the spectrum who do not get that this is bullying. They think, oh, it's just a misunderstanding or, oh, they're just playing around. They're not bullying. It might be them being mean, but it's not bullying because in my brain, kicking the shins at 9 a.m. is bullying. This is not bullying. I think that if they don't see it, that's fine because they at least know they're being mean. If they think they're being nice, whole new story. But they don't think it's bullying. That's their opinion. At the end of the day, it's going to get solved. It is also a kicker when everyone was raised differently and has different values and beliefs. So I'm going to give you two people here. We first have Hannah. Hannah is a very good person, but she has a very timid mother. And she's taught her daughter, you don't raise a hand. If you're getting bullied, you go tell an adult and you do try and you try other things. But no matter what you do, you don't raise a hand. Then you have person two, which is Liam. Liam is a very strong person who's a good kid, but is very defend yourself type person. And the way he was raised how to defend a bully was by his fans who say, I don't care what they'd say. Fight back and there'll be no repercussions at home. Now, both sides, in my opinion, have a compelling case. Both are right. I think there is a happy medium. And this is the way I saw bullies, but that'll have to be later. But I want to let you know this. If you do it just the Hannah or just the Liam way, both ways have consequences. And you don't know their breaking limits. So with Liam, you can make fun of his redneck lifestyle. You can make fun of... But the moment you say something about his father, he's done. Then it is a war zone for him. But for someone else, it could be when you say something about their religion. For someone else, it could be about when their race is made fun of. When someone else, it could be getting called a certain word that just makes their blood boil and they're done. I know I have a word that if you call me this, yeah, we're done. It's a war zone for me. Don't do it. I'd rather not go there because it's not pretty for anyone. What bothers me about this too for some people on the spectrum is that it does not stop after their 18th birthday. So we're going to fast forward to Liam now now graduating and celebrating his 18th birthday because they're on the same day. So he's celebrating his party, and one of the things he's celebrating in his head is a confetti cannon's going off because he's thinking, woo, yeah, no more bullying. I don't have to deal with this anymore. No more swirlies down the toilet. Well, I hate to admit this to Liam, but you're incorrect. You're right about the swirlies part, but you still got a chance of getting bullied. Not because of just the target you have on your back still, some people don't know how to grow up. When you go into public, you're still prone to it. That being said, you do have a right to celebrate because the chances are, are very low. You went from a monster-sized Slim Jim to a snack-sized Slim Jim, that's great. But just be aware that bullying can exist. Even though the Slim Jim is a snack size, it's not no size. It does not help that it affects the parents, not because they view bullying as a burden, but as unnecessary. So children sometimes won't tell their parents about the bullying because in their brain, they see telling them as it's a burden. Well, guess what? They're partially correct, but they're getting something mixed up. They think they're the burden. No, they think the other person is the burden, Aspies. If you're getting bullied, you need to tell your parents. But there's another reason why they don't tell them. Sometimes they actually want to handle it themselves. And I applaud that. I really do. But then we run into a fact of, oh, I probably can't solve this one on my own. So what I would do is reassess the situation and then be an adult and make a decision on should I ex hit the accept or decline button when my parents are calling me. It is also a problem when children, especially those on the autism spectrum, may not share 
or take measures by stopping it the wrong way. Because there's a right way and a wrong way of stopping bullying. Some students go with the right way, but then we have a lot that go the wrong way too. They go the wrong way though for a reason. It's because they don't want to drag anyone else into it. When you solve bullying the right way, which I'll get into more later on how you should solve it the right way, it involves a lot of people. They don't want to get everyone worked up or feel like they're snitching or ratting out someone. They'll just keep it to themselves so they can try to at least not stir up the pot, which I can understand to a point. But you have to do something or this problem's going to get worse and worse, my friends. It can't keep going. What else are you supposed to do? I'll tell you this much. Taking it's not the right answer. Trust me, there are tons of ways that children with or without autism stop it the wrong way. Some of those ways are be quiet. This is really the way I was telling you was not right or the Hannah way. She just keeps taking spits after spits. To me, I would not do this because that is disrespectful and I'm not going to tolerate someone being disrespectful. On top of that, you're letting someone have power over you and do you really want someone to have more power to your life than you? Whose life is it? Another wrong way is they end their life. This is where they commit suicide because they're done. According to one of my previous guests, Sonny Von Cleveland, C204, authentically honest with Sonny Von Cleveland for more information, but he say that 60% of children have ended their life due to getting bullied. First of all, I can't say my first reaction, but I can tell you it starts with what and then ends with an F-bomb. But second, who was there for that 60% or what did we do for that 60%? We failed them. They thought no one cared. If you are going there, it's not worth it. You need to find that one person that cares. There is someone out there that will change your life if you are going there because you've been bullied. Someone will not bully you at all. They'll actually respect you. I'll tell you this much. If you haven't found a person and you're listening to this podcast... You just found someone. The file wrong way is fighting back. So this is the Liam situation. The other guy said something else fire and he's done for. He snapped. He's bruising him and he even broke his arm. I wouldn't do this way because you were the victim, but now you're the bully. And when there's two bullies on the block, it doesn't work too well. And it's a role reversal. He's now the victim and you're the bully. If you do it, it'll be a Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin double turn 2.0. I did state that fighting back was wrong. I take some of that back actually because while I do not believe in fighting, I do believe in defending yourself. We've been talking about the Hannah way and the Liam way. There's also the Sam way. And in retrospect, the same way of solving a bully is a Ronda Rousey judo throw without the arm bar. I'll go more in depth with my way. So my way starts like Hannah. If it happens once, okay, it's a misunderstanding. But if it keeps going on, but then I'm not going to after a while. So I'm going to try the right way first. If the right way doesn't work, then we're going to go to my version, which is I'm going to humiliate you, but I'm not going to leave you with a broken bone. However, after that Yellow way, and I'm giving you a warning, like, if it goes down again, it's going to hit the fan. Well, you do it, guess what? It's going to hit the fan. And I don't want it to clearly hit the fan, but I've done everything I can. And if it has to hit the fan, so be it. I'll tell you this too, it does not help when the victim of bullying is afraid of they'll be reprimanded. So this is really relevant for me personally. There was a lot of reasons why I didn't, but that was one big reason I did not talk to a lot of adults when I was bullied, is I was scared that I would be reprimanded for defending myself. Each place is different when it comes to bullying. Some go to the HR. Some are, you're done, we're not tolerating it. 
even if you're defending yourself. If you're that place who doesn't look at the situation and just says, nope, you're done, it's dumb because we didn't do anything wrong. We had to do something. What else were we supposed to do? Keep getting our pants pulled down? We are not going to deal with the disrespect. I don't care where we are. You're talking about disrespect for fighting. It's disrespectful for doing that. Parents, it is your responsibility that if they get in trouble and they do defend themselves, you need to show them they did nothing wrong. Now, clearly, it might be circumstantial, but if they did what I said and they had to defend themselves, yet that place still reprimand them, even though I think it's done, I'm not going to change your mind. It's your responsibility to show them they did nothing wrong. They had to do what they had to do. Even though they're frowned upon at their place, you should show them that, hey, you did what was right. And if that place is still going to reprimand you, then we probably should either get a different location. I even have a perfect story with this. One of my previous guests from my parents episode, C220, you got a tribe, but she had to deal with her daughter being bullied while in Taekwondo, learning how to defend herself and see one playing out Black Bolt's journey for more information, she was getting bullied. And she was so scared that even not to use what Taekwondo taught her because she'd be reprimanded by the principal. She tried that, but it wasn't stopping. So parent I had literally went to the principal's office and said, listen, we're not playing by your game. We're playing by my game. I told my daughter, if that bully does something to her one more time, she's going to defend herself and maybe throw a punch. Well, I don't know if it happened or not, but if that would have happened, she would not have been in trouble at home. The school may have, but not at home. They may even reward her. They even said that she would go out for ice cream and they would go out for a pedicure or a manicure, which I'm not doing, so don't even try to attempt me on that one but in all seriousness to tell her daughter that even though this place was getting her into trouble the other place wasn't so i can actually understand why it's confusing because it's condescending i'm not in trouble here but i am there which one is it guys and i'll tell you the answer it's your parents because i'm giving you permission to defend yourself and they are too what really stings about bullying has been going on before i was born to learn the history of bullying look at the first article below where asis international tells you the history of bullying now folks we'll be right back here an ad from the doug flutie jr autism foundation so let's get to it at the doug flutie autism foundation in massachusetts people are receiving hope the organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife Lori in the memory of their son Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to always feel safe, supported, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation says. Make sure to visit them on their website, www.flutiefoundation.org. That's www.flutiefoundation.org. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube to see all the stars they have to offer. And you never know, you might be able to meet one of their stars if you are so kind and they allow you to do so. Finally, if this was a testimony, this would be my testimony for the Doug Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, folks, we're back. You might meet Doug Flutie there. You never know. Now, in the public eyes, there are a lot of places to get bullied, but I believe there are two places that you majorly have a big chance of getting bullied, and that is dun, 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 school and the workplace. This happens due to two things going down. The first thing that goes down is you're there every day. If you're like most kids, you're in school learning for your future, and then if you're an adult, you have a job and you go to work. Plus, you're dealing with people that are not blood-related, and you deal with that in the public as well, 
but you see the same people every day, which is a little different than just seeing some random stranger at Walmart. People do bully in the workplace for many reasons. According to some general research, in my knowledge, some of those are jealousy. This bullying happens in the workplace as a result of people receiving praise for their efforts. And if you're going through that, don't let that bother you. I think it answers the question why you're the CEO and they're just the gatekeeper for the news station. Another reason is stress that John, good people have done this before. They have been great people who just take their stress out on someone else because they feel so stressed that it makes them feel better to bully them. They do care. They feel bad. It's in human nature. I can understand why it happens. But getting stressed every day at your job and taking it out, that's bullying. If you do that, you need to look at some professional help because eventually you're going to be looked at as the worker not to be around at all. The final reason is they just simply plain don't like you. So I'm going to tell some of my listeners that your mother should have told you if you haven't, you need to know this. Not everybody is going to like you. I have people that don't like me even. They may not like you so much, they'll go back to their middle school days and try to be a bully. Get you out of the job. In my opinion, they have to bully you to get you out is ridiculous. We're adults now. We shouldn't be reliving the middle school days. And I'm all up for living up my school days again, but not in this particular case. What does not help either is in an educational institution, students have to deal with peer pressure. Peer pressure is the impact that one has either directly or indirectly on peers. That is those in social groups who have the same experiences, interests, or social standings. In retrospect, it is the students being the influencers instead of myself. And with peer pressure, we are at risk for this since we've had adult exclusion. For listeners, C-118 pushed to the side. But when you start getting excluded time and time again, when somebody says, hey, you want to do this? You actually want to fit in, no matter what it is, even if it's for the worse. We feel like we have to do it. I know I was peer pressured one time. I know back in high school, it was with the friends I had. And I still am with them, but they did the one chip challenge. While I was running my mouth, I thought, oh, that chip ain't so hot. No, 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 no. And it probably was, but I really was just being kind of a little bit of a smart mouth. They peer pressured me into do it. And I did. It was stinking hot. I had to run to the sink, wash my mouth out. Probably one of the hottest things I ever ate. The serious side of it is, what if that wasn't friends? What if it was other people? Would I have fallen for it then? With my concept at the time, probably not. But five years ago, yes, I would have fallen for that. I know this, I ain't doing it again after learning that someone died from the one chip challenge. Those on the autism spectrum also have a hard time telling if the peer pressure is good peer pressure or bad peer pressure. So when you get an A on your math test, people say, good job, that was awesome. Well, I would love to believe you, but lying also exists in this world. Bad peer pressure also exists where, hey man, let's go sneak a drink of beer. Well, you're right, it's bad, but good people who make bad decisions also exist. So when those two are in the playbook, not really easy to tell if it's really good peer pressure when they're genuine or bad peer pressure because this might just be an average day for them. Or even though I have a tough time telling you what situations are good peer pressure or bad peer pressure because you'll always be a but such as this might be good peer pressure but or this is bad peer pressure but since we look at both sides of the coins it don't matter. I still want to provide a source. To see examples look at the second video below to know what situations are good peer pressure and bad peer pressure. Even though I cannot give you examples I can give you the solutions once you have figured it out. So if it's good peer pressure just go with it. You've heard the song Just Dance will be okay just dance oh but if you heard that song replace just dance with it, it'll be okay just go with it and it will be okay this is the first time that someone might actually include you don't ruin that for yourself now if it's bad just say no walk away don't look back you don't even have time for that and there is actually a separate history 
of bullying in schools. To see that, look at the third article below by the Department of Education that will teach you about school bullying and its history. But bullying can affect their success with their school life too. According to some general research, on my knowledge, some of those ways it can affect it is they start skipping. I'm not talking about skipping a jump rope. I'm talking about skipping school. They're not going because they don't want to get shut into a locker this morning when it happens each morning. And from a personal standpoint, as much as I hate to say it, I don't blame them. I'm going to get tired of getting shut into a locker. And the only way I know how to not get shut in a locker is by feigning illness or skipping. That might be a bigger concern than not studying for a math test. And with skipping school, we don't want to do it. But if we've done everything correctly, but no one's going to do anything, we're supposed to keep taking it. It makes more sense to skip. Another way how it can affect my school lives is on go, but not dealing with people. They'll give you your wish and go to school very rationally and go in the car, but they're not going to socialize. They'll talk to people when need. They'll talk to their teacher about making up their chemistry test. But on leisure, they're sitting in the corner hiding in the wall. And I'll tell you, it sucks. I know it's because that's what I did. For 15 years, I was the one hiding in the wall. I talked to people when needed. I was still respectful when they approached me. But did I approach people? No, I'd approach my friend, but that was the only person I wanted to approach because that's the only person I trusted and felt safe to approach. The first day I was excited to actually go to school was during my sophomore year, which was in 2018. In that same year of 2018, I actually felt comfortable dealing with other people that was not the same name as the one friend I had for 15 years. Another one, this is pretty obvious, grades go down. They start with an A, but the bullying is starting to go like it does every year, and now they're up to a C. Let me put it this way. There's sometimes a bigger picture than knowing what a preposition is. School isn't all life. Granted, it's part of it, but there's more to just the classroom. Another way it might affect them is they cannot concentrate. And truth be told, how can they? I think every child has a hard time multitasking, but when it's something scary, it's too much. How do you expect us to learn our 12 times table when we're so scared of getting our hair pulled the next day? How are we supposed to put that aside? It's a big feeling for a small child. Now, if it's a older child, I could see. But if you're on the spectrum, it could still be a little harder because of not understanding we have to put this aside so that we can function for our future. We sought to do it. Yes. But is it a struggle that we need to work on? Yes, I struggle with that. There's some days where I can't focus on my schoolwork because I'm so focused on the social idea. Now, it's a little bit different when it's bullying and not socially. But still, I had that same thought. How am I supposed to focus on this when I might get my sandwich stolen? The final way my effect with our success in the school life is we bring the anger with us. This is where we turn to the Hulk and merge us. Hulk smash! The emotion, though, is legit, but is it acceptable? No, we shouldn't be taking out our anger on everyone else because we're being bullied. We need to find help. We need to go back into Bruce Banner and talk, not be screaming Hulk language. To avoid these so they can have a decent social life in school, I think parents, it is your job to look at adding something to your child's IEP and read your location's laws about bullying. While all 50 states have anti-bullying laws, I would still add in the IEP since it gives your child so much resources that they could use for the rest of their lives. To see what it could do for them, look at the fourth article below by AbilityPath. As I say in the beginning of this podcast episode, we are easy targets. There are reasons why we are. According to some general research and my experience of being bullied, some of those are the deceptions. C239, you've been tricked. More information. We are the person who could fall for a trick. You're trying to pretend to be nice to us? We think you're actually being nice to us. So when the deception is going down, we're confused. We don't understand that. Another Montreal screw job just happened. How do you tell if 
you're being manipulated or they're being genuine, you have to make that decision for yourself. The way I do it is I get mounds and mounds of evidence that show they actually care or they're just running around the horse track. Another reason why they could see our quirks as a threat. Apparently, flapping your arms is dangerous, which I don't see how, but that's what society has put. What's very aggravating is that's not true at all. They're not dangerous. They're not threatening anyone. No one's going to get injured. Now, for throwing the chairs, okay, I could see that. But when we're just trying to flap our arms and we're not trying to hurt anyone, so why are we getting judged for it? Also, we have the lack of self-efficiency. So when you are on the spectrum and you want to defend yourself, you want to do it correctly. But in our brains, the correct way is either saying, please leave me alone, please leave me alone, too weak, or it's being completely rude and saying, leave me alone, you bleep, 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 bleep. There's no firm but fair existing in our brain. Now, I'm actually going to defend the bullies because do you know why the bullies are bullies? They have been bullied or are being currently bullied themselves. It's been proven throughout the research of the century. Children who grow up in households with verbal outbursts, punishments that's physical, and a lack of warmth or adult attention are more likely to become bullies. It's a way of gaining out the anger of their early childhood because they were so vulnerable. Paying on their personality and temperament, early life experiences can qualify children for numerous negative social interactions, including bullying, which really breaks my heart because it just turns to a bullying cycle. We need kindness in this world. And that's what I hope the victims can do is to give those bullies kindness. You don't do it by obviously being a victim, but you show them somehow there's love too. And I hope one day we can get there. You never know. They can even remember it. They might even grow up and be like, that was the one person who actually somewhat respects me even though I bullied them. I'm also going to defend them because those on the spectrum have a tendency to overreact to nothing. We've all heard the phrase, I smell a rat. If you haven't, that means you just think something's going on that no one's telling you. Well, I've smelt many rats, and they've led to nothing. And that even goes with socializing. And boy, I thought people have bullied me when they really weren't. They were just saying, this is what's going on, yada, yada, yada. I even had a perfect story with this. So this was the year I actually enjoyed school. It was the first period, and I just sat my own business waiting for our students to get in. Well, this other student comes in, and... He was never cruel to me, but he definitely had some mental health issues. And out of the nowhere, I got flicked in the back of the head. Now, my first reaction was, why the heck did you flick me in the back of the head? But then once I got to see who it is and I knew who he was, that's just his way of letting me know, hey, man, I want to speak with you. Okay, no big deal. If I didn't do that, what if I was like, why did you flick me? You bleep bleep. I didn't do anything to you. You're bullying me, bullying me, bullying me. But he's not. I would have felt bad because I did something that I don't like people doing. That is blaming someone for something they didn't do. There is a difference between getting bullied and just being a drama king. While I do not claim I am not an expert, I do not say I get it. This is something I'm telling you that I've been bullied. I get it. I've been where you've been. I even have some stories that involve me getting bullied. Story one is getting jabbed in the back with pencil story. So this involves sixth grade and we had an assembly. And one of the rules from the teachers was we're not allowed to move. When you sit down, you sit down because we want you to pay attention to the assembly. All right, that would have been fine if I knew later on once I sat down, I would have been getting jabbed in the back with pencils by people behind me when I did nothing. And I'm even trying to pay attention, but I literally cannot because I got shots coming in my back. The next story is your dumb ASF story. So one of the apps I like to use sometimes is Send It. So I was in the parking lot waiting for a ride. Before that ride, I posted a sentence that says, what do you think of me? Because I was literally just curious. I don't see a problem with just knowing. Well, I'm waiting for my ride and then I get text. It says from this person who we haven't chatted much and I think this person was very snobbish. Well, I opened the message and 
and I get it, a response from that story. What do you think of me? His answer, you're dumb ASF. Fun to deal with. The third story is lunging me story. So in second grade, I was not very confident and I was intimidated by people. Well, one person saw it and thought, ooh, I'm going to lunge at him each time I see him to scare the crap out of him. And I'll tell you what, he got his licks in. I was definitely scared, but I don't think him lunging at me today is going to do anything to it. Next, we have stupid smirks and face stories from the time I was in third grade to the time I was in fourth grade. I dealt with people giving me stupid smirks and stupid faces because it was their way of saying, I'm smarter than you. You look pretty dumb. Then we have... Look at Sam's story. So this was a story I don't think I've shared on this podcast actually before. Back in Washington, D.C., when we were going on an 8th grade D.C. trip, we had a spirit cruise, which is where you could actually dance. I didn't feel comfortable dancing because I knew people would judge me. Well, go figure. Some people dragged me onto the dance floor. And I didn't know what to do, clearly. So I thought, okay, what could I do? Well, the day before, somehow, I watched professional wrestling. Out of anything I'm going to watch, right? (laughs) But I decided to be AJ Styles and literally do his entrance. But in the midst of it, I get from someone, look at Sam. And in that look at Sam, it wasn't like, oh my goodness, look at Sam. It was, look at Sam. Like I was not following the appropriate dance moves. And after her saying that, I got a weird and smirk that you doing that was really dumb. Don't do that. Because I said so. The final story is blowing nose story. So this was back when I was in the freshman year and I did not feel well at all mentally. But also on this particular day, I didn't feel well physically. And one of the things I had was a runny nose. And if you know from the episode 140, Under the Weather, I don't handle runny noses quite well. So I went to blow my nose, made it, but barely. The snot was literally hanging down from my nose. I had to run to the bathroom. And that exhausted me. I was so dry. I'm like, you know what? I'm not getting up again. So snot came down. Didn't want to get up. So I thought, well, I don't want to blow on the floor. So I'm just going to get it with my tongue. Yeah, I know. Pretty disgusting. And I probably wouldn't do it now, but I was so sick I didn't even care. Well, I do it. And these other people who were at another table noticed. And I could tell they were whispering about it. They were laughing about it. Like going, oh, oh. And then when I hear is going back to my locker to get materials for a class. Those people are talking about it. It's like, hey, did you see he really licked his nose? And granted, I probably should have done that because it is disgusting. But do they know I was about on my deathbed, sicker than a dog? What I wanted to do was go cough on them to show them, hey, I'm sick. Now, folks, we right back here in Adam from the Rock 96.1 radio station. So let's get to it. We want to thank 96.1 The Quarry, especially David and Dan Hayes, for being a gold sponsor for our Summerfest. 96.1 residents in Bloomington, Indiana, and like Autism Rocks and Rolls, they rock and roll too. Visit their website at rock961fm.com to hear them out. And when they're on the station, be sure to listen to them live on their website or catch them on the radio in your car. If you like Kiss, Queen, 80s Rock or ZZ Top, I think you have found your station. 96.1 also supports our veterans, so you should support them too. Visit 96.1. Yeah! All right, folks, we're back. You definitely rock out to this radio station. And there are signs that someone is getting bullied. According to some general research, in my knowledge, some signs are zoning out. C251 in the zone for more information. But that sign did not put in the zoning out episode. Is We could be zoning out because of bullying. We feel like we had to escape in our zone that I mentioned in the previous episode because it's the only way of running from a bully. I know I have had to go to many Nickelback concerts due to being bullied. And of course, I come back to Earth, but it might be a while And if you remember from the previous episode, we do it no matter where it is. And it can be dangerous, but it's what we have to do or we're traumatized 
from that bully, and we ain't going back to that place that is sickening due to the bullies not leaving us alone. Another sign is out of the blue, Andrew. This is where they leave the home looking fine and dandy, but then they come back and they look like a car accident. Come on, it's common sense. They don't look like a car accident from tripping over the curb. If it was just a cut, sure. But looking like a car accident with bruises, cuts, and there's blood, yeah, it's not them being a klutz. They're getting bullied. The third sign is nightmares. Bullies can cause nightmares. I've had nightmares over my bullies before, and I still do. And I'm still scared I'm going to get jabbed in the back with another pencil. I can't help it still sticks with me. It almost feels like they're watching me sleep, which is not cool because Santa Claus is the only one that should know that. Another sign is we're pushing people away. This is a go but not deal with people, except it's everywhere. It's not just at the school. It's at home. It's at the playground. It's at the arcade. It's everywhere that's actually fun, but we're so tired of this bullying that I'm not even going to talk to the cash register when I'm paying for groceries. I'm not doing that. I can't deal with people at this moment. I know I pushed my friends away when I got bullied on campus, but if you do that, your friends should understand, but you need to come back to them. Don't push them off the bridge completely. No, push them off. Make sure they're dangling off the ship with the rope so you can eventually pull them back in when you're ready. The final sign is self-destructive behavior. This is where they're damaging themselves. They're discussing ending it all or fleeing from their own home because they don't want to be in that environment. I want to tell the parents with our self-destructive behavior, it's not our fault and we can't help it. It is your job, though, to find us the tools that we can use so if we go there... When we're getting bullied, it can go down. It's our job to use those tools. There are even ways we will respond to bullying. Some of those are extra anxiety. And see, we're on autistic butterflies. More information. But when you check that episode, you're going to learn that we're anxious people. Now we're having to deal with more anxiety because of a bully. It's another burn from the blowtorch. The difference is when that burn from the blowtorch comes, it doesn't just, ooh, it's, and it's sticking there and sticking there because we're looking over our shoulder and it's burning so bad that we're afraid that bully it's like huh 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 we're so afraid that someone who touches our shoulder might be the person going to pour water down our shirt so why do you want us to give us a brain that's too alertive to sleep with one eye open another way we respond is we're negative on ourselves so mark told us we're worthless now we're going home from work and we're reflecting from that incident and we're saying we are worthless but there's more so now we're not just worthless we're crummy we're not capable of love we don't deserve to be here and it's just killing us because they're all negative derogatory words. And we're not just hearing at the workforce, we're hearing at home too. Those voices in our head are real. Another way we respond is we'll avoid the place. So we will not go back there after our task or thing we need to do there is completed because the rain will pour down. I know I had to deal with this portion because when I went to my high school and I graduated for a while I did not want to go back there because it would remind me of the time I got bullied for trying to take care of a sick nose however after a year I did but it definitely took some courage because I knew if I went I would have flashbacks and I did but I'm all right because I had the flashbacks I saw my friends graduate and now I can go back there but if you don't need to go there for a while I totally understand but eventually I would try to go back there again that is something you should be able to do. 
so you at least know whether you can handle it or not. The final way they can respond is doing something illegal or breaking the law. There have been incidences where it, the, they bully them so much that they found other ways to find respect. And at first, it didn't make any sense. I understand why they would go there. But in Sonny's episode, when he stated the cops were firm but fair, the more I thought of it, he's right. Because even though the cops would slap the cuffs on you, they would still treat you like a human, whereas the bully would treat you like an animal in a cage. You probably think when bullying is done, it is officially over and you can put a fork in it. No, that's not the case with mental issues. Because even as a 21-year-old man, the bullying I dealt with from one year old to 21 years old has led me with some after effects. Some of those after effects are trust issues. I don't trust anything. I don't trust the chair I'm sitting on right now. I don't even trust the microphone I'm using right now. I don't trust even people. That includes my family. I don't trust my family because I'm so scared that they're going to turn in 180 and bully me. I know that I don't think they will. And I'm probably 99% sure, but doing 100%, no, I cannot do it because it's still possible. And trust me, I have tried to trust my blood 100%, but with the more people being bullies and the majority being nice, it's just not going to happen. So that's my question too, bullies. Why do you want to make someone have trust issues that don't even trust the people that gave birth to them? Another way it has led to an after effect is bitterness. So... As I say in previous episodes, I never forget, but I will forgive. Well, not forgetting has led me to be a bit of a bitter person towards people in general and, but mainly to those who have bullied me or used me. I'll give you a perfect example of this. When I was turning 21, I went to celebrate at a Mexican restaurant. Well, we had a weighing out for something and these two sisters who decided to tag team by using me, I couldn't say a word to them because I know if I did, it wouldn't be nice. It would be, you used me, you're a piece of crap. I've heard this song by Three Days Grace and Gatia, somebody I used to know. One of the lyrics is, you can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Well, it's true. I'm addicted to sadness, but I'm okay because even though I'm bitter, I still have happy memories. Another after effect from bullying is scared of close relationships. When you get bullied for 15 years and you don't trust anyone, you're scared. When you get close to someone, it's going to be the 180 and they become a bully because it was just all a dream that you don't wake up from. And truth be told, I don't wake up from that dream. So why even take the chance it is something I wonder some days. I still do it. And there have been times where the dream turned to reality. But then there have been other points where I turned into a Nelly and saying it was only just a dream. But in all seriousness, you're probably wondering, Sam, why did you take that chance? It's a better risk than risking solitary confinement. Final after effect is it took my smile. Yes, I have to sing this. You make me smile like the sun, fall out of bed, sing like a bird. Oh, sorry, I got excited there too. But in all seriousness, the bullies took my smile. I wasn't born without a smile. There's been pictures of me smiling. The bullies took that from me because I was reflecting so much on times they bullied me instead of the good times in my childhood, which were not a lot. They were at home, but not in that school building. It wasn't until the year 2021 where I had a glimpse of a smile. And truth be told, I'm still working on being able to fully smile. Now, parents, there are some things you can do to help your child while they're going through bullying. According to some general research, in my experience, some of those things you can do are support, support, and support. It is never the fault of your child to be the target of bullying. It is your job as parents to assist your child in understanding this 
and to motivate them to report instances of intentional hurtful behavior to a teacher or other staff member. Now, parents, you need to be ready to listen to your child without passing judgment when you have your first conversation about bullying. Additionally, create a loving and safe space for your child to process their feelings. Since they're also experiencing the emotional fallout from bullying, children might not be prepared to open up right away. They could feel uncertain, afraid, furious, or depressed even. Another thing you can do is guide them to self-advocate. In C247, apply yourself more information. That could be very beneficial, though, since you may have been bullied before. Tell them the stories about you getting bullied. Or if they are going through bullying and you know about their rights, tell them their rights. It is their way of self-advocating and say, hey, this person is bullying me. I know this is in my rights and my IEP. Please do sign the bat since it's the law. And they should do it most of the time. And if they don't, please tell your parents because they'll go down to earth for you for that one. Another idea, parents, you can just take them somewhere when the day is done. So what I'm not asking is Johnny calls and say, hey, mom, I'm so upset. I got bullied again. Can you take me home? Okay, no, that's not what we do. He needs to get through the day. When the day is over and he gets picked up from school or job, we go to beat us because that's his favorite restaurant. Now, it can't work all the time because you can't go to B-dubs each time you've had a rough day. This is something where you can do if the day is really, really rough and you haven't done it in a while. If it passes those two requirements, great. I say go for it. I don't see why not. And can it get you some dinner for the night where you don't have to cook? Another idea you can do is you can consider homeschooling. So Johnny is still getting bullied and the school won't do anything and the parents done everything right. Guess what, mom or dad? It's time to take them home. They need to finish at home so they don't had to worry about getting a ball of water thrown at the back of their head. Now, if you're the other side, which is a parent who just got a diagnosis of autism or trying to figure out should you take your child to school or homeschool them, that's a decision you need to make. I think if you homeschool them, you are decreasing their chances of bullying, which I will give. If you do choose to homeschool them, I have no problem with it. I'm not one of those people who's against homeschooling. But if you homeschool you better not rip their social life from them. If their socializing isn't through school, it needs to be through groups or other resources. And I'll tell you this much, if my child gets diagnosed with autism, I might consider homeschooling. Not because I want to rip their social life away, but I do not want my child to get addicted to the sadness like I am. Another idea you can do is therapy. So I have my own beliefs on therapy, but for some, it works. For a certain child, they may not want to talk to mom or dad, not because they're bad parents, but because they're embarrassed. They'd rather talk to someone who knows what they're doing, who studied the human brain. In that room, what they say is between them and the therapist. Unless you're telling they had to talk to the parents. But only the people with the password know. The final way you can help parents is know when to intervene. So bullying usually requires adult intervention, particularly for young people with autism spectrum disorder. Speak with school administrators and maintain communication and involvement with your child's educational team. Those on the autism spectrum, there are ways you can self-advocate and stand up to bully. And according to some general research and my knowledge, the ways you can are speak up. So we've asked from a decade for the real slim shade to please stand up well i'm asking the real slim shade to actually speak up when we speak up and we tell our stories it gives the people who have been bullied hope now they remember they're not alone we know that but we sometimes forget it we need that reassurance when you do speak up and you give that reassurance it's powerful it shows that you're indestructible and you could say disturbs line in their song hear me now Oh, but when you say that, it shows other people, wait, he feels indestructible? I can be indestructible. And yes, if there's any other song, indestructible, determination.
Master of War. Another thing you can do is be near friends with C104, making friends to gain that growth for more information. But bullies typically choose their targets based on how simple they believe it will be easy to harass them. When bullies see that you're with people, they think you are strong. They think, oh, he's actually got some backup. I'm not going to interface with that and deal with a two-on-one special. But he's going to go to the next person who's by themselves. Another thing you can do is you can ignore them. You don't have to say a word to them. If you ignore, they're not going to keep pushing someone they're going to find someone who's going to react because that's what bullies want sometimes is a reaction and if they don't then you can escort yourself you just need to quietly get up and leave without saying anything try moving to a different area where people congregate to get your bully to stop picking on you another idea you can use you can raise your self-esteem in other ways so liam gets bullied and had a bad day at school and he's home and but he's feeling awful because he just got milk thrown at him all day you know where he goes to his pond of fish because that raises his self-esteem that's where they go after the bullying issue is they're gonna go somewhere they can find safety i know i did that after i got bullied on campus i went to my dorm and listened to music for the probably most of the day and even i went places i still had those headphones on after i was done for the day i felt so much better i went somewhere to safety now it might be somewhere else for somebody else but it doesn't matter no matter where they go they feel relieved they can take their breath of fresh air and that's what we want at the end of the day and with that place do we prefer to be around people no we had to deal with someone who was really mean the last thing we need to deal with is a human being bully was a human being the fifth idea I have is you can find others who have been severely bullied. So remember I told you earlier I get it. I'm not the only one who gets it. My mother in C105 meet my mother gets it. My grandfather in C122 meet Big Joe gets it. We're not the only ones. There's a whole population on earth that gets being severely bullied. The one pro that bullying has is it brought a community together. The one thing we all share is we've been severely bullied. And that's a big thing to share in my opinion. We can all tell stories. We can all share this is what happened and here's how it affected me. I don't think you can understand being severely bullied unless you go through it. Another thing you can do is remember not to give personal information. So although I do believe in friends, I also believe in safety. And for your safety, there are some things you don't tell a person when you first meet them, like your social security number or your phone number. If you do that, they could be nice to your face. But then once you go in the car and you guys are driving your separate ways, they're on your line like, oh, this person, they're, they're just all, they betrayed you and backstabbed you in the back. Not only are they hacking you, they're bullying you. You're the one who gave them the bait. It's your fault. Actually, you can. You can tell them, all right, my phone number is this. I look like this, but I want to do it right away because you don't know what their goal is. I find you can use, you can confront them, but respectfully. So I'm not a person who believes in putting someone's head off or screaming like wrestlers going, what? What? I don't believe that. But what I do believe is doing it the correct way of telling them to stop which is you just tell the bully that their behavior is inappropriate or disrespectful while maintaining a composed expression and temperament. I know I can tell you all day about bullying, but I feel like I need to show what bullying is to see what it can do to someone who has a difficult time regulating their emotions. To see what it can do to a family, look at the fifth video below to see Fox 2 Detroit's news story about a student with autism getting bullied by getting robbed and beaten down. However, there is a place where you can get to where bullying does not bother you and it can actually be used as a story. I know this because of what I've said, and it's actually happened. Look at that story. Look at the sixth video below to see KVUE's news story on 17-year-old Aaron Allen raise awareness for, as he says it, bullying and survival. 
In conclusion, bullying might be one of the top five problems in the world. I see too many people solving the issue incorrectly. While it does break my heart to see that a person has to pick on someone for contentment, it does not make it right. Why would you do it when it's going to affect everyone in the rodeo? I should not see it because you might make it rain, but we're going to get back to the sunshine. We are the bull that is not getting angry, but we're still not afraid to use our horns. I will tell you that I refuse to look over my shoulder when it's not needed. Well, folks, let me offer to help you learn something about bullying. I want you right to go stand up for someone who is getting bullied. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.